This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest is a fund manager, Andrea Bonacetta of Eterna Capital. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks. Thanks and for if you wouldn't me. mind, let us know about your background, bringing you into where you're at now with this amazing fund. Yeah, definitely. My background is mostly an entrepreneurial background. So I was previously running a company in the recruitment space called Highgrad. We operated in the UK, working with all the main student groups and corporates, and uh, as well in the Indian market. Before that, I worked in Deloitte and KPMG in M&A and advisory. And then I've been involved in crypto for a while, uh, investing, researching as an individual. And then this year, I set up Eterna Capital with a group of friends from BlackRock. So my three colleagues are from BlackRock in London. Wow, a bit of a uh, bit of pedigree there, usually working at BlackRock. You've done something good with your life so far. So I guess the first question is, what, why have you decided to take all of that manpower, all of that expertise in traditional markets and try and apply it in, into this new evolving technology yeah. that is blockchain? I mean, we feel that uh, the next big wave is going to be about institutional money coming into the space. Yep. So you see a trend of people from a traditional finance background actually moving into the space. And I think this gives a lot of legitimacy because, you know, we see that in a context where the industry is pretty much unregulated yeah. and you have all these ICOs coming up promising, you know, they're doing amazing things. It doesn't really have yet the substance and most of all the regulatory framework to basically scale it to the next level. And I think that it's important to bring people first with traditional backgrounds into the space yeah. using uh, asset management standards to run uh, crypto, blockchain focused funds. Yep. And then from there, you know, once the regulation is set up, we think that uh, the next big wave will be around the institutions coming in. And we see a, a round of activity happening behind the curtain, you know, and even publicly now with, you know, custodianship solutions yeah. getting approved. And I mean, are you investing now based on what, when the money comes in? I mean, how, how are you, you investing at the moment? Like, what's your sort of company thesis on investing in blockchain portfolio? Or blockchain yeah, yeah. so the thesis is around the social impact investing. Social impact. So basically investing in projects with a positive social impact. We normally focus on areas such as disintermediation, blockchain scalability, because we see that, for instance, the scalability part is one of the main bottleneck of the technology. And if we want to do that, and bring it to the masses, we need to uh, tackle this problem very seriously. So for instance, some of our investments, uh, just to give you a few names, are uh, Definity, Algorand, Hedera, Hashcraft, that are all on the blockchain platform layer and they're building uh, new blockchain solutions that are going to go to compete directly with the likes of Ethereum, EOS, some of them with new consensus mechanisms. And I do see uh, the next year uh, and years probably as a situation where you will have different blockchains with different peculiarities, competing with Ethereum and the decentralized applications will basically pick the right one according to what they want to achieve. And because each one has you know, its own peculiarities. So yeah, at the moment, uh, given the status of the market, yes. we invest mostly on the protocol and infrastructure level because we think that uh, you know, that's where uh, 
most of the value is, and uh, there is definitely a lot of room for scalability there. But moving forward, you know, I think that we'll also see the trend of decentralized apps built on top of uh, scalable and secure blockchains, but probably like down the line. I think, you know, as you see also right now, decentralized applications doing ICOs, like public ICOs, yeah. they're suffering quite a lot. Yes. Well, I mean, we've seen the market go relatively sideways throughout the last four to five months. It's not really been doing what Bitcoin does and what crypto does. There's been a few things moving, let's be honest, they do do this. But is it not a really good time for a fund to be, I guess, doing some shopping? Yeah, definitely. I think it's the best time to actually invest, right? Because uh, the paradox is that people, uh, like, they basically tend to be more comfortable about investing when things are going very up. Like when, when Bitcoin is at $20,000, yeah. everyone wants to invest in Bitcoin, but yes. actually that's the wrong, wrong time. time to invest in Bitcoin. You should do that yeah. when things are uh, behind the curtain a bit, that like there is not much attention, prices are down, yeah. because that is where uh, basically you can uh, extract most of the value. But so, you, want to, you want to get in before the move is what I say. I mean, yeah. I'm a trader, right? So I'm, I'm looking to get in before it moves. Exactly. I don't I mean, look, as it's moving, I can wait for pullbacks, but buying but, blindly because there's an excitement yeah. around something, I mean, you know this, I know this, and hopefully the people that are watching are learning this. At the moment, as we see it, do you think, I mean, obviously you're running a fund, I'm trading, we're in the markets consistently and constantly, most days I would suspect, I certainly am. Are you seeing that um, we might have found some sort of stability in the price of, I mean, Bitcoin, we'll talk about that simply because Bitcoin, it's kind of our index, mm -hmm. and Bitcoin, you know, the old saying is when the US uh, sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. And, and alt markets work very, very similar to that of Bitcoin. Yeah. If Bitcoin has a little bit of a hissy fit, so too yeah. do the alt. So do you think we've found somewhat of a, I know it's hard to say a fair value, but we've seen it consolidate around that 6,000 as, as a... I think it's hard to say, but I feel that we are still at the very early stages of the technology. So I think that there is a lot of room for growth. I mean, if you think about that, is the first time in history when you have an asset class pretty much starting with retail investors. So, you know, the serious money are not yet into the space yet. Yeah. So I feel that uh, once the regulation is clear and the infrastructure for institutions to come in is ready, then they will gradually come in and that will be when technology gets adopted. I'm very skeptical in a situation where, you know, you have uh, so many coins, so many projects, and, you know, you need a coin to buy a laptop, another coin to buy a pair of shoes. Like it's, yeah. I don't think it's going to work like that, but I do think that uh, we will use blockchain at scale, but will be mostly on the background. And probably the common people will not even understand that they're using blockchain, yeah. but they will just uh, go to the hospital and it will be like, oh, okay, like uh, wherever I go now, they pull up all my records and it very works. easily because it's on the blockchain. But as you know, you're using a, a smartphone and you do not know the technology behind it, behind it like how it works, yeah. but you just use it and it yeah. makes sense. So I think will go towards that direction, but you will have, of course, you know, up and downs because I feel blockchain brings another layer of scalability, right? You have uh, internet that definitely accelerated a lot, you know, yes. in terms of uh, how companies are scaling from, you know, zero to massive businesses. Yeah. Blockchain is even faster, right? Yeah. So you basically see these cycles being very quick. And uh, what you're witnessing now is just another cycle that we have seen in the past. So we are not concerned, to be honest, and we think it's a good time to deploy. It's good because uh, the non-serious projects, they vanish. Like, yeah. you know, people, they don't come in now because it's easy to raise money through an ICO because it's not true right now. That ship's but, sailed, yeah. Exactly, but companies that are very serious and are working on that since a long time, they don't have any issues in raising uh, money because uh, they're not doing it because it's hyped, but just because they have a genuine use case for blockchain. Whereas 
in the last year, for instance, you had companies that they didn't need uh, at all blockchain, but they were like, uh, yeah, let's give you some exactly. money. Exactly, because it was easy. And with, with, with the fund, obviously, you're there to make money. You've raised capital, or is it yeah. just founders' money? Or? No, 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 we raise external money, and uh, most of it comes from, basically, we have two groups that will serve investors, like large crypto holders, so people in the crypto space, yep. that they own a lot of like large cap crypto and they want to diversify because you know our strategy is more on the very early stage right so basically try to get as early as possible tokens sometimes equity as well and then support the project with our network in the long term and others are people like high net worth very high net worth that they are not really that much familiar with blockchain but they want to get a certain percentage of their portfolio exposed to that yeah okay so you've got a mix of both do you accept yeah. crypto into the fund I think on crypto, you need to ensure that you are able to do proper KYC and AML. Like, that's the main element. Yeah. As long as we are able to do that, we can accept uh, uh, crypto as well. But we are very strict because, you know, for us, it was all about, you know, it's also a big reputational risk. Of like, course. And we want to ensure that we are doing things properly. So we are uh, compliant with the FCA yep. in the UK. Even though at the beginning, you know, it was still unclear whether we had to do that, we decided to basically self-regulate ourselves. Yeah. So on the crypto side, uh, basically you can accept crypto, but you need to ensure that you do proper AML and KYC because yeah, people need to basically pay taxes yeah, on it. Yeah, and they need to know what's going on. Yeah. With your fund, I mean, do you, do you hold a substantial portfolio of Bitcoin or are you more sort of darting around looking for the companies? I mean, obviously an equity play, if you yeah. make an equity play, it's a smart one if there's an underlying company value that's going to be achieved and not just a token value. Of course. Right? So are you still a believer of Bitcoin? Are you holding Bitcoin? Is it a 60, 30, 40? How, how do you work down? How do the, you Yeah, it? so the way the portfolio is structured is uh, very simple. So we have a small, like a part of the portfolio that we call it liquidity basket. is like a portion of it that we basically use to then fund the early stage projects. Yep. This, of course, varies and it changes according to you know the status of the market, meaning that if we feel that you know the outlook is pretty bullish, we want to get the exposure on a few coins that we identify as you know being uh, undervalued with long-term potential, and then we use that to fund the early-stage projects. In terms of you know equity uh, tokens, it really depends. Sometimes uh, we need to understand basically whether the company optimizes the value for the equity or yeah. the token. We don't like uh, companies that are doing pretty much yeah. both. Sometimes also by investing in the equity, you get the right to basically run one of the nodes of the network. And then basically, even if you do an equity investment, you know that uh, you're basically gonna get access to staking uh, the tokens. And that's where the value is. Okay, fair enough. And are there any, any amazing developments coming up in the space that you guys have found that you're willing uh, to talk about? Yeah, sure. I mean, I can talk about uh, one of our recent investments. So they actually announced that yesterday, even though yeah, they closed it a while ago. So we have invested in Algorand, which is, I think, a very high profile project. There is a blockchain platform started by full-time professor from MIT, his name is Sidhu yep, Mikali, and he's also yeah. the winner of the Turing Award in 2012, which is the equivalent of the Nobel Prize for Computing Science. Wow. So what we are saying is that, you know, those are projects that are very high profile, they get a lot of attention, they're always oversubscribed, they don't have any issue in terms of raising money, and for us it's all about uh, uh, basically pitching Eterna in such a way that we get an allocation, and then we support them in the long term. For instance, with Algorand, uh, we are organizing with them uh, an event uh, actually at the end of the October in partnership with Imperial College London yep. and Ethereum Meetup London, yep. where Silvio, the founder, is going to actually come and present. Another one the day after at the University of Cambridge in partnership with Cambridge Engineering Society, where Silvio again is going to be there. And then another one in Germany. And even here in Dubai, we are linking with a few people. 
So then other investments we made was Definity, yep. Adara Hashgraph, and then Origin Protocol, and we are trying to support them as well as much as we can. So given, uh, I mean, you know that uh, most of the blockchain funds are US-based, so we definitely see the value on uh, having uh, a presence in Europe and I think the projects also recognize that, that it's important to diversify in terms absolutely. of partners they get because they want to have a broad worldwide coverage. Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure hearing what you had to say. Where do people Thanks. find out more information about yourself and what you're doing? EternaCapital.com is our website, so they can go and okay. check it out. And there I think you have everything, including our profiles, what we do. And so get to the website to find out more. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank lot. you so much for sharing Thank your you. time with me. Guys, have a fantastic day. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters. This show is proudly sponsored by coinspot.com.au with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not TraderCobb or the audio presenter.